Should we use another gate? No. The gate's important. My father will never abandon me. Good morning. It's so good to see so many familiar faces today and so many new faces. We're so glad you're here. I won't preach for two hours, maybe just one hour. Just joking. All the guests just did. I'll be quick today. We want to, we want, we're so glad you're here. We want you to enjoy your day. Um, but we do want to take time for the most important part of today. And so the triumphal entry, today is Palm Sunday. So let's take a look at Luke 19. And we'll start in verse 28. And it says, and when they said these things, he went on ahead, meaning Jesus, going up to Jerusalem. When he drew near to Bethphage and Bethany at the mount called Olivet, he sent two of his disciples saying, go into the village in front of you, where on entering you'll find a colt tied. And no one has ever yet sat on it. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you doing this? You shall say, the Lord is in need of it. So those who were sent away and found it just as he had told them. And as they were untying the colt, the owner said to them, why are you untying the colt? And they said, the Lord has need of it. And they brought it to Jesus, throwing their cloaks on the colt, and Jesus sat on it. And as he rode along, they spread their cloaks along the road. As he was drawing near, already on the way down the mountain, Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice, praising God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd saw him and said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. And he answered, I tell you, if they were silent, the very stones would cry out. What a beautiful story. And, and there's so much to it, and I would love to talk to you all about it. But I have a feeling that you all are like itching in your seats to hurry up this morning. So I'm going to keep it short, and I want to point out three things to you, that there were three types of people in that crowd. There were the people that said, hey, the Lord has need of, need of my cult. Sure, you can take it. You know what they knew how to do? Share. All right, Lord, you want to use my stuff? Okay, I can share. You know, even the kids are taught, right, Jonathan? We share our toys. So this particular family shared their cult. Does anyone know what a cult is? A donkey. They shared their donkey. 
So we got the sharing group, the people that will let people borrow their stuff. And then they had the people that threw out their coats for Jesus to walk on, right? The donkey walked on your coat. Would you let a donkey walk on your coat, your nice winter coat? So these people were willing to serve. How many of you like to serve and do good things? Oh, it's going to help someone. Let me do it. So we had the people that were sharing and the people that were doing good. Kids, do we like to do good? Mm -hmm. And then they had the people that were rejoicing. Blessed is the king. Another word that we hear is Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. And these people were rejoicing. How many of you have learned that it's nice to be kind? We should use kind words and tell people nice things, right? So you got people that were sharing, you got people that were serving, and you got people that were nice, right? Guess what the problem with that is? In less than a week, those very same people are the ones that said, crucify him crucify him. And so what does that tell me? That tells me that just doing good, just learning to do the right thing isn't enough. Just learning to say the right things isn't enough. You know what the Bible tells us the solution is? He wants our hearts. Because if he changes our hearts and we love him, I'm going to, no one's going to have to teach me how to share. No one's going to have to teach me how to serve. And no one's going to have to teach me how to worship Jesus with my mouth and be kind. Because Jesus changes us from the inside out. All those people in the triumphant entry, they all just saw something good. I want to be a part of that good thing. I want to be a part of the next popular thing. Instead of realizing that Jesus came to give us life. And life abundant. And that life abundance called the Zoe life. And that means the God kind of life. That no matter how hard life gets, no matter the struggles that come, the sad times and the good times, that he's going to let us live supernaturally. That he's going to be with us no matter what. That he's going to walk with us no matter what. That when we're scared, he's going to hold us. That when we're sad, he's going to comfort us. And that when we need love, he's going to cover us like a blanket. And, and I'm not just telling you this because it sounds good. I'm telling you this because it's the reality of my life. I'm not standing up here as a preacher who's perfect. I'm standing up here as a preacher who's a person. Who's a living person who struggles just like every single one of you. Who had to make a decision just like every single one of you. Who am I going to serve? Am I going to serve myself that likes, that, like, likes my house and all my little things tidy and I want all my little things perfect? Or am I going to choose to give my life to Jesus, to see Jesus as my conquering king, that he died on a cross so that I could have life, that I could have a better life than without him, that I could have a life with hope and a future. A life that I'm never alone, but I always have him with me. A life that he's my teacher and my comforter and my helper and my wisdom and my very best friend. That he's my provider, that he's my healer, that he's my deliverer, that he's my sanctifier. Jesus is alive today. 
Jesus is alive. He conquered the grave so that you and I could have life and have it abundantly. It's time for us in America to receive what God has for us. He doesn't want you sorry, sad, broken, and busted. Kids, I'm talking to you. You want a best friend that walks with you in school? You want a best friend that's with you every time? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. When people are mean and say mean things about you, he'll be right there with you. He'll be right there with you. I had a lady walk up at the gym yesterday to try to tell me something. And I thought, I'm so glad I have Jesus because you're not going to intimidate me. And I wasn't ugly and I wasn't mean, but you say your little thing and I'm going to tell you, it's okay. You're just fine. How would you like to have that happen at school, kids? I just feel like somebody in here is getting picked on at school. I want you to listen up. Because that Jesus I'm talking about, he also speaks to us. And so he's given me a word for somebody in here today. Kids at school, there's someone that's being picked on. And I want you to listen to me. It doesn't matter what anybody says about you. No, what they're doing is wrong. Absolutely wrong. Let me at them. But it doesn't matter what they do. It's who Jesus says you are. And Jesus says that he made you exactly how you are with your perfect hair color that you may not like and with your perfectly curly hair that you might want straight or your perfectly straight hair that you might want curly. He made you in the beautiful color of your skin no matter how light or how dark it is. He made you whether you wear eyeglasses or not and you got a big nose like me or not. And he made you, some of you kind of silly like my husband, and some of you kind of crazy like me, and some of you kind of quiet like my daughter. But he made you just as you are. And when you walk with Jesus, this Jesus who rode in on a donkey, he'll give you comfort and confidence when those bullies come. And their words don't hurt quite as much because you know that you were created with a purpose. That is the coolest thing ever. And parents, that's for you too. You know, we feel like we fail all the time. And if you don't, it's just me. But there's one that came to truly give us life and life abundant. And there is a roadmap and a book for how to live. And that's found in Jesus. And so I want to read one scripture with you. David, we're going to go to Romans 10. Chapter 8, band, you can come on back. In Romans 10, starting in chapter 8, this is talking about we're going back to the triumphant entry where we had those there that were sharing, those there that were serving, and those there that were being kind. And we've learned that that's not enough. That's not enough to give us eternal life. That's not enough to give us a best friend in Jesus. It's a heart change. And so in Romans 10 verse 8, it says, but what does it say? The word is near to you and in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confesses, confession is made to salvation. 
Now listen, I know you want to go Easter egg hunting and all the face painting and fun jumping, but I want you to listen. I want you to look at me, whether you're five years old or you're 90 years old. So many times we feel like we're not good enough and we have to figure out this religion thing. And I'm here to tell you it's not about religion. It's not about religion. You want to talk about the worst of the worst and the most filthiest in the room? That'd be me. Thank you very much. But 22 years ago, Jesus came into my life. I was a sad kid. I was a mad kid. I did a lot of bad stuff. But Jesus came into my life. I didn't understand it. I didn't know what to do with it. But all I knew is that I wanted Jesus. All I knew is that I believed that Jesus rode on that donkey. That Jesus went to the cross. That he died for me and that he was resurrected for me. That it wasn't just a story to be told. But it was something that happened in history. And my name was a part of that day. Do you know that your name was a part of that day? That when Jesus rode that donkey, he had you, Austin, on his heart. He had you on his mind. He did it for you and for me so we could have eternal life. Look, I went and I got water baptized thinking if they knew who I really was, they would drown me for real. I didn't know it, but all I knew is I believed in here and I showed up at church. I believed in here and I confessed with my mouth, I don't understand any of this mess, but I want to know. I don't understand all this stuff, but I'm tired of being sad. I'm tired of being mad. I'm tired of regretting things. I'm tired of fighting the world. What is faith? It's to trust in, to be fully convinced of something, to be fully convinced that Jesus died for us, that you and I would have a personal trust in Him that produces obedience. A personal trust and a personal conviction in Him that would cause you to get up tomorrow and say, I don't understand this thing, Jesus, but I'm willing to walk with you. Will you be with me today? I don't even know what that means, but give it a shot and see what he'll do. Would you stand with me today? I promise I won't embarrass you. But I'm going to ask for every eye to be closed, even the kiddos' eyes, and every head bowed. And if that message was for you, if that tugged at your heart, and you say, I want to know more about this, Jesus. I want to know about this relationship that she's talking about today. I want to know Jesus. Just slip your hand up right where you are. Yep, I see you. Bless you. Anybody else? Raise your hand. I want to know this Jesus. There's so many that this message was for today. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? Raise your hand. Bless you. Anybody else? This is your moment. You came for an Easter egg hunt, but you're going to leave a new person. Anybody else?
We're going to take just, I see you up there. God bless you. We're going to take just a moment. And the Easter egg hunt isn't starting until everything in here is done. So no hurries and no worries. But if you raised your hand, and even if you didn't, but you said, that's for me, I want you to come meet me up front right here. I'll be the first one to say, I want to know more. So if that was you, whether you're five or you're 50 or you're 90, and you raised your hand, come meet me up front. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else, y'all keep coming. If I can get we're altar workers to come help me. Austin Noah, can y'all come right over here? Anyone else says that's me. I want to know this Jesus. I can get altar workers behind every child, behind every adult. I need an altar worker. Don't miss your moment. If that was you, if that message was for you, I want you to meet me down here. I want you to trust Jesus. Don't worry about who's watching. Come on down. books with your name on it today there's a party going on in heaven for you and 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 you the angels are rejoicing in heaven with Jesus because of you today and so whether you came down front or whether you're in your pew I want everybody to pray with me do you know what that means that means I'm gonna say something and then you're gonna repeat it but it's not about what we say, it's about in our heart that we believe it, all right? And then I'm gonna give you some instructions, is that okay? All right, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died for me. And I receive you as my savior. Wash me clean and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Teach me all the days of my life how to know you. 
I give you my life today. In Jesus' name.